Welcome to Rulers of the World, the podcast where we find inspiration from strong, creative, and brilliant women across the globe. Your host, Nardo Salamayo, talks to scientists, economists, activists, and more about how they are impacting their communities and why women rule the world. We are here today with Yaba Beidou, a Ghanaian-British filmmaker. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Great, great. Um, so I came across your work um, very recently, but um, I know you have a very long resume. I'd like to kind of take a step back first and just um, give us a little bit of background of where you're from and how you got interested in film. Okay, well, um, I'm from Ghana, and I'm also from London, and um, I, my parents sent me to school in Britain when I was very young, and I sort of went through the educational system here, and um, uh, eventually I ended up, uh, after a short spell in Ghana, working at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, I got another degree in Britain, and then um, uh, became a general trainee with the BBC. And part of that training was training in radio as well as television production. And I ended up, um, are you still there? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. My my phone shook and I wondered whether I was being disconnected. And it, oh, you know, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I was trained by the BBC and uh, ended up working in films, making documentary documentaries and um and you know along the way i sort of came across some very interesting stories and uh one of them was um uh, i when i was freelancing with the bbc i met a community of women up in northern ghana uh, who lived in a witch's camp and it took me um, a long long time to make a film about them but i was very keen to do that and with the help of um the African Women's uh, Development Fund and women's organization in Ghana, we managed to raise money to actually make The Witches of Gambaga, which I think is quite an important film. Yes, very, very important film. And I definitely want to get into um, all of that. But I'm curious um, to know in the beginning of your career, because I know you've worked on several films, you know, what are some of the earlier films and earlier work that kind of helped you shape your voice and shape your perspective in storytelling? Ah, uh, I, uh, well, I think when you're a jobbing um, filmmaker, it's about the main thing is it's partly your voice, but it's actually getting a piece of work done under a lot with a lot of pressure in a short period of time so it's about sort of knowing the mechanics of filmmaking um uh deciding which area you want to be in and as a feminist i've always been interested in in women's stories and um how I, filmmaking can be used to improve women's um, uh, ability to get their voices heard. So I think that's, you know, knowing where where your interests are and where your passions are, are very important. And then, you know, like once in a while, you come across a story which really, um, you know, profoundly affects you in that you, you sort of think, well, if I was in this situation, what would I do? 
And why is it that this is happening in this day and age? And wouldn't it be important if other people knew about this story? Um, because it, it shouldn't be happening like this in the 21st century. So those are the stories that can really, um, you know, it's almost like you have to tell that story. It's not a choice. You have to do it. And that the, the skill is actually finding enough people who feel that it's important and then um, realizing that. Yes, yes. Now, with the Witches of Gambaga, I would think that it was, you know, challenging to find, you know, people who were willing to listen to that story. You know, it's such a, a, a niche, you know, a, a sh small region. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's, of course, been overlooked even within the continent of Africa. So what were some of the challenges in getting that going and getting people to really care about the story? Uh, I don't think actually it is a niche thing because um, uh, I think women are stigmatized and scapegoated all around the world. So mm. that's what doesn't make it niche. And I think uh, sure, even, true. you know, I think the, the whole... Uh, psychological use of scapegoating has been happening since time immemorial whether it's that if you look at the history of the jews you look at the history of muslims now or sure. you look at women from you know uh, adam and eve um right. you can see how women are blamed so it's not a niche thing and i think understanding the mechanism of scapegoating helps us understand what's happening all around the world in politics, whether it's um, uh, Hillary Clinton's inability to be nominated um, originally as the, the Democratic candidate or whether it was her failure against somebody like Trump to win um, the election. There are lots and lots of ways in which women's histories are embodied and are continue over time and space, which means that, you know, the idea of a witch's camp in northern Ghana is not niche at all it's something that every woman who's uh, experienced um uh being scapegoated appreciates and understands right 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 yeah that's very true women have absolutely been scapegoated in across all cultures across the globe you know over overall time now tell us a little bit about the movie itself and about the content um and and the story of this witch's camp well the story was that um um when i was doing some work for the bbc world service in the 90s 1990s in in ghana um uh i was doing a a, a story about um uh how uh charities were able to well save the children's fund actually was able to help um um reunite family after a sort of ethnic war in northern ghana and as we were doing the rounds and meeting people and so on uh, I'm, I was with a civil servant who, who you know, uh, said, oh, well, that, this place used to be a witch's camp. And, of course, during the war, it was destroyed. And I said, what do you mean a witch's camp? And he explained to me the background and said, oh, well, there is a witch's camp still intact in, in Gambaga, uh, quite away from here. You should try and come up and do the story. And so I, I did the story. And... Um, in in Gambaga, Gambaga is one of the, it's a very, very old town, uh, quite poor in northern Ghana. And there's a camp there for women who are accused of witchcraft. Um, and the, the, the chief of Gambaga, the Gambarana, um, 
is believed to be able to perform a ritual which can determine if a, a woman is a witch or not. And um, so that story really interested me. And um, with the help of uh, friends like Amina Mama, who's now a professor at um, the University of California, and um, women within the women's movement in Ghana over a period of 12 years, because it took that long to get the funding and to... Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, these things take a long time. Sure. Uh, um, we managed to get, um, and the Commonwealth's, uh, broadcasting trust gave some money and so on. We were able to make the film and um, and then you know um, get it released in the early in the tw- in the I think 2009. It was um, yeah, it was finished and it was shown around um, film festivals around the world and did very well. That's amazing. Now, what has the feedback been like? Has there been any movement in you know, kind of reaching out to these women and being able to lend some support? Well, it's the feedback has, was really good in the sense that because it was um, championed by the women's movement in Ghana, uh, uh, and the w- women's movement also in- includes the Institute of African uh, Studies um, at the University of Ghana, uh, who gave, you know, uh, the, the, the director arranged that, you know, um, we received money to get the film finished. Um, it's now part of the curriculum uh, at, at, in African studies at the university. So that every, oh, wow. every um, body who um, uh, goes to the Institute of African Studies in the first year of university, every student does African studies. They watch the film and have a discussion about it so that they're very alive to the issues and can actually... Um, uh, you know, educate themselves and other people about the uh, predicament of women and why it is that in religions all around the world, but also in African traditional women, women are scapegoated and and, and now seem to be, um, you know, uh, ambiguous creatures who can turn to evil once they reach a certain stage of their life cycle. That's amazing that it was able to be a part of the curriculum, though. I think, you know, I think education is such an important tool for progress. And I think it creates, you know, being in the classroom environment, it creates a safe space to be able to discuss things openly and to be able to learn. So, you know, I think that's a huge impact and legacy for the film to have to be able to be in the curriculum like that. That's incredible. Yes, we were really pleased. I mean, like I said, because it was a, a film that was made uh, within the context of the women's movement, it has it's had a very wide reach, and it's used by um, feminists in Ghana. It's used by Am- Amnesty International uh, in Kenya, where there was a quite a um, big issue of witch burning at one stage, and mm-hmm. and so it's uh, and it's used in universities in South Africa, all over Africa, as well as in the United States. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Now, you are um, Ghanaian by blood. Um, I'm wondering, you know, understanding the culture, you know, I'm Ethiopian. I grew up in Kenya. I I know that there are certain... um, you know, there are certain cultural traditions and stigmas that are unique to various African cultures. Every culture has their own unique, you know, stigmas with women. But um, I'm having understood the culture and grown up in it, I'm curious what the most surprising things were for you personally in the process of telling these stories. 
I think it was not. What struck me was that it were um, there's quite a gap in.、Um, I mean, Ghana is a is a large country.、Um, you know, it's, actually, it's quite a small country in African terms. But there's quite a disconnect between the north and the south. And although I was、yeah. born in the north,、um, when I, you know,、um, came across the witches camp in Gambaga, many, many, many of my friends in the south had no idea that witches camps existed. Uh, wow. And 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 you know, and I think once、uh, I think there was a a friend of mine who was a journalist who had done、uh, done an interview、um, or, or gone to the north and and、um, explored witches camp. But I think she was about the only person I spoke to who had any knowledge of them. And it was sort of like a real journey of discovery for me because. When I had done the interviews、um, at the witches' camp, and I was perplexed by their very existence, I it, I went and then interviewed somebody who was at the time working at the University of Ghana in the religious studies department, because I really needed to understand what it was that made it seem, you know,、uh, you know.、Uh, Acceptable that women were witches, and so it was a journey of learning for me too.、Um, but there's no doubt in my mind that sort of cultures all over the world, the idea of women being witches or women being bad is 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 you know it's just par for the mill, isn't it? Sure, it absolutely yeah, is. it definitely is. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, and I think it's you know. Of course, been used as a tool for oppression and you know to hold women back in society.、Um, but I also think what struck me as well from watching the film was the impact of mental illness. And I think in、um, most African countries, it's not something that's discussed enough. You know, we haven't gotten far enough、um, on that subject. But it it seems that that has played into you know the existence of this, which is camp. A lot as well. So, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, that part of it? I don't know、um, about that aspect of it. To be honest, I think、um, there are、uh, there are throughout in in many religious countries, Christian religious countries, there's a belief in demons and evil spirits, and、mm-hmm. sometimes it's possible for people. To be, you know, to want demons cast out, or if you're not getting married, if you're not having children, instead of, I think there's a tendency in many African cultures, not but not just African cultures, to believe that whatever is holding you back is actually a spiritual problem, rather than that you haven't, you know, passed your exams or,、uh, or maybe you present yourself in the wrong way. There'd be an idea that there's something spiritually holding you back, and. And then, so the question is, what is holding you back spiritually? And you know, you might go and see a priest who will say, "Oh well, it's your grandmother or your mother who doesn't want you to get married, or your sister." Or do you see what I mean? But I,、yes. I'm not in a position to actually talk well about how mental illness can be involved in accusations of witchcraft. But I think you know.、Um, From the research I did, it's often women who are very enterprising、um, and who are、mm. able to、uh, live independently of men in their own households who get accused of witchcraft. Mm, mm. So, 
you feel that it's more internal that the the women who are really being impacted the most are the ones who you know pose the greatest threat to you know uh male dominance that's right Mm, mm. that's really unfortunate but you know i think one thing that i've noticed in the last you know 10 15 years globally is that so many more stories of women that have been untold for so long are starting to come to the forefront and you know i i work in media i personally believe that so much of that has to do with more female voices in the media and um, you know more freedom and more independence of women in the media and the ability to take on projects like this and i just wonder you know how much are you cognizant of that when you're working and how much um, do you feel a sense of responsibility if at all you know to you know participate specifically as a woman in storytelling um i I, you know i I think uh i'm not particularly that self-conscious about it i just feel that you know if you find a good story then it's it's great to be driven enough to want it heard and um after the witches of gambaga um uh i made again um in collaboration with uh, my friend amina mama professor amina mama um we did a documentary um about amatedu the ghanaian writer and we had hoped to do a whole series about african women writers but we wanted to start off with um amatedu because we both knew her and loved her work and and i think it's um really important to to give um, women artists, whether they're writers, novelists, playwrights, or or uh, visual artists, uh, a platform from which to tell the world about what they're about and and what their that you know their work work is about, and and I think it's particularly important um, because usually uh, Europeans and people of European origin will make many many documentaries about themselves and and so on and it's it rarely happens in africa so i we thought it was really important to um to to make that film in particular yes you know you're right that it really doesn't happen as often in africa and i wonder why you feel that that is you know having been in this industry and seeing that disconnect you know what is it that's driving that you know that lack of balance for African voices, particularly female voices, to have that platform. I think it's uh, it's a whole, it's a history, isn't it? It's a history of colonization. It's also about resources, and uh, resources um, tend to go to very commercial um, uh, uh, industries, like you know, in in uh, in West Africa. There's art films, but most films are actually very commercial, um, made straight-to-video films, like Nollywood films, mm. because they're sure. the ones that, um, you know, they're bought quickly. And so it's about, you know, business people wanting a return for their investment. And, and culture, uh, you know, culture in a literary sense is, uh, is, is much, um, you know, unless it's sort of part of the the curriculum i uh, a novel is made part of the curriculum it's seen a lot of people don't really read that much so uh i can see why people don't invest in in 
hour-long documentaries or 90-minute documentaries about a, uh, a writer if they're not somebody that that everybody knows about and, and celebrates. Sure, sure. No, that does definitely make sense, yes. But, you know, I, I appreciated the um, film that you made, and I, I think... I've seen so many more female voices in the arts coming out of the continent of Africa and, you know, whether or not they have a platform um, like a documentary, I do see a lot more recognition for them than um, what I have seen in the past. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, you know, what do you think, what do you see in the future? How do you see this trajectory moving forward? And where do you see your involvement in it moving forward? Well, I, I write, so I, I, you know, I spend most of my time writing these days. Um, and the thing about filmmaking is that, like I described with The Witches of Gambaga and also with The Art of Ama Ateidu, I mean, we, we had to crowdfund to raise money for it. We actually did get a lot of money from the African Women's Development Fund. But, you know, if, if you're, you, you have a family, if you want to roof over your head, you know, to be an artist is really difficult. And for the time being, I've chosen to sort of focus on writing, uh, which is, you know, I, I've had a couple of no novels published, and which is great. But it, it, you know, it's very, very hard work. And, but I feel that, you know, with each sentence I write, with each chapter I finish, with each, each book I publish, that that is uh, a way of saying, I'm here. Uh, this is what I've I have to offer. This is a story that might interest you. This is a story that touches on my experience in in Ghana, in Mongolia, in Cornwall, and it, it's it's woven together in a story that that hopefully appeals. Yes. So yes. to me, and it's I about it's about just this is how I live. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that you have those two avenues where you can tell the story of others through um, nonfiction, but that you can also connect with people through novels and, and your creative writing as well. And I think having both of those avenues for um, the globe, international voices, I think is really, really, really crucial. And we see it today, you know, with so much unrest and chaos and disappointment going on in the world you know the importance of artistic release and being able to convey those emotions and those stories through you know creative expression is so important to you know humanity and our ability to move forward that's really wonderful well, thank you so much for your time, and I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're big fans of your work, and I really hope to be able to uh, connect with you again. Thank you very much. Sure. Are there any projects that you have coming up that you'd like to share? Well, um, like I said, I'm focusing on writing. Um, today is World Environment Day, and so I, I put up on Twitter uh, a thing um, about my last novel, which is called Wolf Light, which is about three girls born in different parts of parts of the world who are connected because of their um, they're bound together to protect the world or protect their lands from plunder. And um, it's a story about climate change and the importance of connection with um, with our rivers and our mountains and our, our you know the source of our sustenance. 
That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Well, I really look forward to touching base with you again in the future. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to connect on some of the uh, the projects that you have in the near future. Okay. You know. Okay. Thanks Thank very much, so much for calling me. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media and drop a review on our channel. Check back weekly for new episodes. We'll see you then.